You're listening to the PowerPlace Audio Podcast. For more resources or to watch a service online, visit us at www.thepowerplace.org. Thank you, Ryan and Billy. That was good. Um, so if you don't have the Church Center app, that's your way of getting your giving statement from last year. Okay? And it's not quite... Some of the uh, donations have not quite crossed over yet from 2021. Therefore, your 2021 statement is not quite ready yet, but it's coming. Hopefully this week, everything will uh, reconcile. Uh, When you give online, it takes some time usually to uh, get those things settled. All right? So you need that for your giving statement. If you don't need a giving statement because you haven't given and you've been here all year, hmm, it's time to reassess. Because if you're part of the family, you want to give, you want to invest. So we give you an opportunity every every week to do that. Uh, One change from the announcement, the ladies are not meeting on the 18th. Such a disappointment. Uh, It is the 25th now. Uh, The 18th is a problem because the Power Place black team and the Power Place pink team are playing basketball that night here at the pack. And so uh, there's a little conflict in schedule that we didn't understand before uh, the video was made. So ladies, January 25th, and then we'll take it from there, all right? Good. Everybody got that? Say January 25. January 25 for the ladies. Don't miss it. Ladies said, yesterday my husband thought he saw a cockroach in the kitchen. He sprayed everything down and cleaned thoroughly. Today I'm putting the cockroach in the bathroom. cleaning tip there for some of you. What a joy it is to be in God's house. What a joy it is to be a part of God's family. And as we pray for one another, we're seeing miracles happen. Uh, Christy and I were not here last Sunday because we weren't feeling well. And if you're not feeling well, stay home. Watch online. Praise God for our online ministry. What a gift. What a blessing. Uh, But we're back, so watch out. Uh, Praise God for the miracle that's happening in Jill Scannell. Kevin, what a a journey we're on. And we're still warring with you and watching God work. And uh, I love the fact that the doctors and nurses and and physicians' assistants are stopping by to see her because they can't believe what's happening. They've not seen this before. This is our God. And we continue to fight in prayer. And we won't give up until we see Jill fully restored. Amen. So we're standing with you. Believe in God. Hallelujah. Against all odds. That's the God we serve. 
Uh, this week, pray for Caroline Poor as she heads to Northern Ireland. Caroline, are you here today? I, I, there, she's so small, I can't see her. <laughs> Praying for you, girl. Uh, some of you have, have uh, given towards her mission, and uh, thank you for that. Uh, don't leave today without more money, okay? We will continue to pray for you as, as uh, you leave on Wednesday, knowing that, that God has prepared the way, and you're stepping into what he has for you, what he's planned so long ago. We see the fulfillment of that. Praise God. Well, I'm 21 days of fasting and prayer go through January 22nd at sundown. And I hope you're, you're fasting and getting the benefits it brings. Amen. I, I, some people I, I hear that aren't fasting, I'm, I'm like, I'm shaking my head. I'm like, are you serious? With what you're going through, you're really not going to fast and pray? With what's coming your way, are you serious? You're not going to prepare the way? Jesus said that some demons don't respond except by prayer and fasting. There, there are some things in your life, there are some cycles in your life that won't respond until you target them with fasting and prayer. And you need to get serious. Unless you want to stay in your little thing. Oh, here I go again. Oh, again. Oh, again. Really? Again? Again? Are you serious? Again and again? Yeah, you can break out of that. And, and let me just say this. God never asks you to do something that isn't for your ultimate benefit. He wants to bless you. He wants to pour out on you. And he's asking something from you so that you can step into what he has for you. Someone has said you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start now to change the ending. So don't stay where you're at. Get involved. Show God how serious you are. I also hope that you're taking advantage of reading the Bible through this year with me. I sent you the email that, um, that has the link to the one-year Bible plan that I'm reading this year. Uh, if you don't have it, download the YouVersion Bible app, YouVersion, Y-O-U-V-E-R-S-I-O-N, Bible app. Get it on your phone. The Bible can read itself to you. You have no excuse. While you're driving to work, while you're sitting around, while you're on the pot, <laughs> plug it in, turn it on. Let the word of God fill your spirit. Let God speak to you in 2022 like he's never before because you've not allowed him to. Allow him access. Okay? Get the right stuff in you. We're, we're getting rid of stuff so we can get the right stuff. Okay, we're fasting. We're, we're getting rid of food so that we can be filled up spiritually. We're watching God work and, and move in amazing ways. And I just want you to be a part of it. Amen? Look at your neighbor and tell him, be a part of this. Let's go. Don't miss out.
So last Sunday we had our first fruits offering. And you can still make it happen, okay? Uh, Christy and I were not here last Sunday. But what we do every, every year is we make a pledge, a first fruits pledge. Some of you don't know that you can do that. You can make a first fruits pledge. You don't have to give it all at once. But we've decided here's how much we're going to give. And we're going to feel it every paycheck. And so we make a first fruits offering besides the tithe every paycheck. So we've decided what we're going to set, up, set aside as our first fruits offering. There is a law of firsts in the word. You set apart the first to the Lord and the rest is blessed along with the first. Because God wants our first and he wants our best. What's the first of your day, the first of your week? The first of your income, the first of your life. He wants first place. He doesn't want you worrying about something. He wants you to pray first. He wants you to approach him first. Romans chapter 11, verse 16 says, If the part of the dough offered as first fruits is holy, then the whole batch is holy. If the root is holy, so are the branches. There's this, this law of first. If, if the first part is blessed by God, if it's holy, then it spreads to the rest. Come on, somebody. Some of you are enjoying that, that blessing. Proverbs 3 verse 9 says, Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then, so I say then, yes. probably not until then, but then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. So we're giving our first fruits in faith, believing that and we're saying with our actions that money is not our God. Money's not our God. God is our source. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, it says, Be careful to follow every command I'm giving you today, so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors. You're going to live and increase. You're going to enter and possess all that God has for you, all that he's promised you. Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. And a lot of the tests that come our way are to see what's in our heart. How do you react? How do you respond to what God's doing in your life? He humbled you, causing you to hunger, and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. I'm telling you, this is a big deal. Your clothes do not wear out, your feet do not swell during these 40 years. Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, so the Lord your God disciplines you. Observe the commands of the Lord your God, walking in obedience to him and revering him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. Hallelujah. 
A land with brooks, streams, deep springs gushing out into the valleys and hills. A land with wheat and barley, vines and fig trees, pomegranates, olive oil and honey. A land where bread will not be scarce and you will lack nothing. A land where the rocks are iron and you can dig copper out of the hills. When you've eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I'm giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, and when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. He led you through the vast and dreadful wilderness, that thirsty and waterless land with his venomous snakes and scorpions. He brought you water out of hard rock. He gave you manna to eat in the wilderness, something your ancestors have never known, to humble and test you so that in the end, it might go well with you. You gotta keep the end in mind. And you may say to yourself, my power and strength in my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember, the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. So we're trusting our heavenly father, our God, who is the source of our wealth, who gives us the ability to gain wealth, to make wealth. We're trusting him to take financial, the financial seed we're sowing in faith into his kingdom. We trust him to bring us an overwhelming above and beyond harvest that will overflow and brim over. I mean, I don't have a barn to store my crops in. I don't have a vat to store wine in, but I do have a bank account to hold my overflowing, brimming over blessing. I'm honoring the Lord, bringing him a free will. Nobody's, nobody's forcing you to do this. Free will, first fruits offering, to show him I'm trusting him to care for me. I'm not trusting this world system. I'm sown into good soil here at the power place. I'm setting myself up for unexpected, overflowing blessings for 2022. I will bring the first, I will bring the best of what he's blessed me with because he deserves my best. He deserves my first. And I know I can trust him with the rest. This first fruits offering is above and beyond the tithe. The tithe is the Lord's. It's not ours. And that's why we bring the tithe. We don't give the tithe. We give offerings and today, once again, we give our first fruit offering to the Lord. Remember, obedience, obedience is never a waste of time. It's an investment in the future we can't yet see. If you're ready to give or pledge this morning to offer your first fruits to the Lord, just even vicariously hold it in the air. If you've already done it, 
or you want to pledge today, just lift that up to the Lord. Father, I thank you. I thank you for the, the desire of our hearts. We want, to, we want to bless your kingdom. We want to sow good seed into your kingdom, Lord. And so we bring our first fruits to you, thanking you that you will bless the rest. We set these first fruits aside as holy, knowing that you will pour out on the rest of everything we have with the supernatural, abundant overflow in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Awesome God, we love you. Amen. 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 Our obedience makes room. We're going to make room this year. 2022, year of expansion, a year of increase. And the theme for 2022 is make room. Somebody say make room. Make room. Last week, Pastor Isaiah shared with us, wow, what a message. If you haven't, weren't here or missed it, make sure you watch online. Increase, wow, what a, what a, what a word. And, and here's what I love. He didn't know he was going to preach till Friday. That word's been burning in his heart. Okay. He found out on Friday, I wasn't going to make it. I said, do you want my notes? He said, nope. I've been praying. Let me just say this. You as a child of God need to be ready for anything that comes your way. Prepare it ahead of time. The Bible calls it instant. Instant in season and out of season. I don't know if you have seen instant oatmeal. It's in a little packet. Rip off the top. It's already pre-prepared. It's been prepared for you. Okay? So that when you add hot water, you got a meal. People are going to knock on your door. They're going to knock on your life and say, hey, I need... And you are going to be ready. You're going to be instant. And just a quick prayer to the Holy Spirit. Show me what to say and how to say it. And all of a sudden, there's a meal prepared. Able to nourish and, and strengthen somebody. Amen. Look at your neighbor say, be instant. Make room. Several years ago, God began to stir us to change some things around here. And we began to, to clear out some places. I don't, for some of you who've been here for a while, you know that when you first walked into the, the foyer area, the lobby, there was this closet that hit you. It was about five feet in or so. And I remember the day that it was time to, to remodel, to make some room because of what was coming in the expansion in the front part with the, the new nursery area. And Richie Banker came in with his crew and within about an hour, 
they had torn that whole thing apart. And I'm looking going, what in the world is going on here? But they made room. And now what you walk into is, is amazingly different than it was. And the Lord began to, to open places for us. We, we opened a, a nursing mother's room. We opened up the foyer. We opened up the kids' space. And just recently, we've opened up the pack and the, and the broadcast room and, and our online ministry. And, and all of it is because we were expanding before we needed it because the Lord knew what we needed. And it was all led by God. And God is increasing our capacity for what is to come. When I think about making room, I think about growing pains. I don't know if you ever had growing pains when you were growing up. I go to my mama's and my knees hurt. She goes, it's growing pains. Like, how do you know that? My, my elbow hurts. It's growing pains. Because your body is stretching, it's growing, it's, it's becoming something that's never been before. And it's preparing you for what is to come. You're going to be six foot three. But right now you're in the five foot range. Something has to shift. Okay? So things are going to stretch. Things are going to grow. Things are going to expand. And God is increasing our capacity, and growth is painful at times. It's stretching, but it's preparation for what is to come. Remember, obedience is never a waste. It's an investment in the future we can't yet see. And so we obey quickly. Just say, yes, Lord. Whatever, whatever the question is, it's yes. The answer is yes. I... Uh, Little did I know that my yes to God at a young age and then continued yeses would bring me to where I am today. And most of the time, it was painful to say the least. I remember in Bible college, I had to walk away from a comfortable relationship because God said it's not right. And then my eyes opened And I finally saw Christy, who'd been around. She'd been there. But I couldn't see what God had for me because I hadn't made room. Some of us are hanging on to things that we think are our best. Now, if you're married, I'm not talking about that. Okay, just... <laughs> what God has joined together, let no man separate. But some of you are in relationships that are not right. And you're hanging on because you think this is all, this is, never, uh, this is all I'm ever going to. And, and God says, look, just obey me because obedience is never a waste. It's an investment in a future I can't yet see. While my eyes were open, I saw Christy. And, and in fact, it, it happened as... Uh, as I was praying, I was on a, a drive from Colorado back to uh, Kansas. I'd been at a SALT conference, student activist leadership training. And 
As I was driving home, I was riding in the car. I wasn't driving. I was riding. I was looking out the window saying, God, who, who? Who do I want to get to know like that? Because I'd been in a, in a small group setting that I'd gotten to know some people in a very quick time. And we went deep in our relationships. And I said, God, there's got to be somebody at, at Bible college that you want me to get to know just like that. And her name popped in my head. I'm like, huh? Really? I mean, she wasn't on my radar at all. We were friends, but she wasn't on my radar. And when I came back to, to Bible college, she wasn't there. She was stuck in a snowstorm. I didn't know that. This is way before you had instant communication on anything. She wasn't there for a couple of days. I'm like, eh, she quit, so I don't know. I don't know what's going on. And then one day I see her in the hall. I'm like, and she looked at me like, but I knew something at that point because I had made room. So there are some things you say no to so you can receive a better yes. I walked away from a, a cushy ministry position. Christy and I did to say yes to Trinidad. We're called by God for a, a short amount of time. And we left no turning back. We bought a one-way ticket. We said we'll probably never come back to the United States of America. And yet, God took us there for a, a six-year education in six months. And he did something in us that couldn't have happened anywhere else. It was a crucible where he burned off and shaped and molded us in ways that we never dreamed to prepare us for what was next. And then we just kept saying yes. We had to say no to some things in order to say yes to the thing that didn't make any sense yet. Some of the things God asks you to do don't make sense yet. And many times in the midst of heartbreak, we were making those decisions because no one understood. Our families didn't understand. But all we knew was we had to say yes to what the Lord was saying for us to do. And our yeses have brought us step by step by step to today as we stand in the middle of a miracle. Come on. Because we've decided to make room for what's coming, for what he's bringing to us. You have to release what's in your hand in order to receive what's in his hand. What he wants to give you. The Lord is expanding us, he's growing us, he's getting us ready for what is to come. The Lord is asking us to make room for what he's bringing our way. We've been seeking his face for what's next. He's brought us some new staff to help us move into some new realms that we've not been in yet. He's prompting us, he's nudging us to look at the possibility of opening a school 
that will teach and train in righteousness and godliness, along with reading, writing, and arithmetic. I'm just saying somebody has to lead this next generation in the things of the Lord. Somebody who's spirit-filled and not led by the things of this world, not fearful of the things of this world, but led by the spirit of the living God and, and willing to say yes to what his spirit nudges them to do. So pray with us about that as, as we seek the Lord's face. Uh, we need more space to reach more people. We're praying for expansion. We're praying for ownership. When we moved into this space from the American Legion basement, I said that right, the American Legion basement, this was way over our heads. But we knew that we knew that the Lord was directing us to go for it and make room for what he was going to do. It even took the landlord some convincing to say yes to us. He didn't want a church, no church. Heard bad things about churches. Don't want a church. I don't like the church. I'm mad at the church and I don't want a church and a warehouse can't be a church. But here we are. Some of you will remember the yellow walls that were in here and out there. And you'll remember the scriptures we wrote on them. My word from the Lord back then was Rehoboth. Broad places, wide places, room. That's what the word means. Just recently, Pastor Landon brought this word back to us again and reminded us of the Lord's promise. Genesis 26, verse 1. Now, there was a famine in the land. And many times when God asks you to do something, you'll find yourself in the middle of a famine. You'll find yourself in a not-so-comfy place. There's a famine in the land besides the previous famine in Abraham's time. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gerar. The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land where I tell you to live. Don't go to where it looks like provision is. Go to where I tell you to live. Verse 3, stay. Somebody say stay. Stay in this land for a while, and I will be with you and will bless you. I will be with you and bless you. You don't need anything but his presence, no matter where you go. If he says go, go. If he says stay, stay. Because you want to be where he is. Because he'll be with you. He will bless you. For to you and your descendants, I will give all these lands and will confirm the oath I swore to your father, Abraham. I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky. I will give them all these lands. And through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed. Because Abraham obeyed me and did everything I required of him. Keeping my commands, my decrees, my instructions. So Isaac stayed in Gerar. 
I'm telling you, obedience is the key to life. Jump down to verse 12. Isaac planted crops in that land. And the same year reaped a hundredfold because the Lord blessed him. The same year he reaped a hundredfold because the Lord blessed him. It was unheard of. It was a miracle. The man became rich and his wealth continued to grow until he became very wealthy. He wasn't just rich. He was very wealthy. Come on, somebody. He had so many flocks and herds and servants that the Philistines envied him. So all the wells that his father's servants had dug in the time of his father Abraham, the Philistines stopped up, filling them with earth. And the enemy always wants to try to stop up what God has blessed you with. So what did Isaac do? Isaac reopened the wells. Verse 18. Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the time of his father Abraham, which the Philistines had stopped up after Abraham died, and he gave them the same names his father had given them. He honored the past of what God had done. He honored the past of what God had done. And Isaac's servants dug in the valley. They got busy. They dug in the valley and discovered a well of fresh water there. But the herders of Gerar quarreled with those of Isaac and said, the water's ours. So he named the well Esek, which means dispute, because they disputed with him. Then they dug another well, but they quarreled over that one also. So he named it Sitna, which means opposition. He moved on from there and dug another well, and no one quarreled over it. He named it Rehoboth. He named it Rehoboth, saying, for now the Lord has made room for us. Now the Lord has given us room, and we will flourish in the land. For now the Lord has given us Rehoboth. For now the Lord has given us room and we will flourish in the land. That was a scripture that I wrote on the wall. Right over there in the cafe area. (coughs) We will flourish in the land. The Lord has given us room. The ESV version of verse 22 says, and he moved from there, dug another well, and they did not quarrel over it. So he called his name Rehoboth, saying, For now the Lord has made room for us. And we shall be fruitful in the land. We were in a, I think it was around 2,000 square foot space in the American Legion basement. We were outgrowing it. We needed more room. And there was always opposition in town. Some of you will remember, we always seemed to be in the way. There was always a quarrel of some kind. A lot of opposition. We even got a cease and desist order one day. We didn't do that. 
There's always another borough meeting to, to deal with. Always zoning issues. And the Lord has fulfilled his promise here in this space. Rehoboth. The Lord has made room for us. Wide, broad places. And he continues to make room for us. Another scripture the Lord burned in my heart in those days as, as a promise was 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 8. Now then tell my servant David, this is what the Lord Almighty says. I took you from the pasture, from tending the flock, and appointed you ruler over my people Israel. I have been with you wherever you've gone, and I have cut off all your enemies from before you, and now I will make your name great like the names of the greatest men on earth. And I will provide a place for my people Israel and will plant them so that they can have a home of their own and no longer be disturbed. Wicked people will not oppress them anymore as they did at the beginning and have done ever since the time I appointed leaders over my people Israel. I will also give you rest from all your enemies. The Lord declares to you that the Lord himself will establish a house for you. I will provide a place for my people. I will plant them so that they can have a home of their own and no longer be disturbed. Hallelujah. And we found the fulfillment of that promise here in this house. And as the Lord makes room for us and establishes us, giving rest on every side, he also wants us to get involved in the process and do our part. Because you can't fully appreciate what you don't invest in. And some of you haven't invested in this house. You haven't invested at all. You just show up. I call that a consumer. Actually, in my younger years, I used to call that a leech. I'm, I'm trying to get better on some of the language that I use. Because a leech doesn't offer anything. It just attaches itself and sucks the life out. It takes everything it can get. Come on, somebody. You know I love you. but I don't want you to stay where you are. God loves us just like we are, but he loves us enough to not leave us where we are. He always wants us to grow. He always wants us to, to continue to become all he's designed us to be. Isaiah 54 verse one. Sing. O barren one who did not bear. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not been in labor. Which doesn't make any sense. It's like, huh? 
Why would I be singing? Why would I break forth into singing? Why would I cry aloud? For the children of the desolate one will be more than the children of her who is married, says the Lord. And if God says it, he means it. Some of us are willing to stay in our comfortable mess because it just feels like normal. When God asks us to move beyond our mess, to do something to get involved in what he has for our future. Single barren one who did not bear, break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not been in labor, for the children of the desolate one will be more than the children of her who is married, says the Lord. Then he gives some practical advice. Enlarge the place of your tent. Let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you will spread abroad to the right and to the left. And your offspring will possess the nations and will people the desolate cities. You got to get involved. You got to do something ahead of time for what is to come. You got to make room. And then he says, fear not. There it is again. 366. Fear not's in the Bible. One for every day plus leap year. Fear not. For you will not be ashamed. Be not confounded, for you will not be disgraced. For you will forget the shame of your youth and the reproach of your widowhood. You will remember no more. For your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And the Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer, the God of the whole earth. He is called. I'm telling you, this is going to be a miraculous thing. A barren one who is, has more kids than one who isn't barren. This is a God thing. But he says, make room. Make room for the miraculous intervention of God. Go ahead and praise him ahead of time. Sing, cry aloud before it happens. Some of us are in a situation and it's so bad and you're thinking, I just need to get out. And God says, go ahead and praise me for what's to come. I need you to see with eyes of faith. I need you to do some things. I need you to strengthen. I need you to lengthen. I need you to, to pray into this. I need you to praise. I need you to glorify me ahead of time. You haven't seen it yet, but it's coming. So get ready. Prepare for the miracle ahead of time. Praise for your miracle before it takes place. Get ready. Make room. Tell your neighbor, make room. Enlarge the place of your tent. You need more space for what's coming. Stretch out your curtains, the walls of your habitation. 
Don't hold back. Don't hold back. Lengthen and strengthen. Your cords need to be longer. Your stakes need to be stronger. Why? Because of what's coming. You got to be ready for what's coming. Don't just coddle what is. Prepare for what's coming. Praise for what's coming. Sing for what's coming. You're going to need more room. So make room. You're going to need longer cords, stronger stakes to hold the increase, the expansion that God's bringing. My place is to obey him. My place is to obey the Lord, to do what he asked me to do. His place is to bring me what I need when I'm ready for it. His place is to bring me what I need when I'm ready for it. I don't have anything. You're not ready yet. If you're whining and crying and worried and fretting, you're probably not ready yet. But if you're preparing, if you're looking to the future saying, God, I know you have more for me, guide me, direct me, prepare me so that I'm ready for whatever you are bringing my way. And then there's those surprise moments. Those surprise moments. You prepared. You said, okay, I, I'm, I'm going to lengthen. I'm going to strengthen. I'm going to expand. I'm going to get things ready. I, I don't see it yet, but I, I know it's coming. Then all of a sudden, God pours out. He says, for you will spread abroad to the right and to the left. Your offspring will, will possess the nations and will people the desolate cities. You won't be ashamed. You won't be disgraced. You, you will forget the shame of your youth, the reproach of your widowhood. You will remember no more because the Lord's the one who's doing this. This is going to be a God thing. If the Lord's telling you to do something and you want to make sure it's the Lord, but the Lord is, I remember when, when the staff came to me and they said, so what are we going to do about that space next door? I said, I got to hear from God that that's what we're supposed to do. Because we were up in the air. We couldn't afford it. We couldn't, like, okay, this doesn't make any sense for us to take on more space that we can't afford. And very specifically, God spoke to us. I came back that next week and I said, it's ours, let's go get it. I said, okay, we're all in. And called up Matt Doughton and said, hey, Matt. Got anything going? And it just so happens. As it turns out, he was in a holding pattern on the project he's now finished and didn't get the permit cleared until he finished the pack. 
Just so happens. Prepare. Prepare the way. He's coming through. Ready or not, our God's on the move. We're going to see heaven on earth. Come Holy Spirit, awaken your church. God, awaken us to what you want to do. And if God's telling you to do something, he's setting you up. If God's speaking to you, he's setting you up. If God is speaking, he's setting you up for what is to come. So get ready, make room through deliberate obedience. Deliberate obedience. You're not gonna fall into the things of God. You deliberately obey and step into by your admission and faith. You step into what God has for you deliberately. I don't know if I'm saved or not. Well, you can know that you're saved because you deliberately step into salvation. You deliberately accept what Jesus has done for you. Amen. Remember, obedience is never a waste. It's an investment in the future you can't yet see. I never saw ahead of time everything I'm living in right now. Didn't see it. I believed we were going to see it, but I couldn't physically see it with my eyes. But as we're standing in the middle, middle of a miracle, and looking back, I look at the steps of obedience, one step at a time. What did he ask me to do here? Yes. What did he say to do here? Yes. What did he say to do here? This is hard, Lord. I, I don't know that I can make that. Yes. But, but what's everybody going to think? It doesn't matter. What did he ask you to do here? And if you'll look back at a, a long string of obedience, you'll find yourself in the middle of a miracle. So we're getting ready. We're preparing. We're making room. We're doing everything he asked us to do in preparation for what's coming. You say, well, what's coming? Well, there's a lot of stuff coming. I don't know all of it yet. And I love that. <laughs> I love the surprise that God brings us. All we have to do is say yes and obey him. He does all the rest. Doing our part to prepare, we're, we're getting ready, everything in place. We got the pack ready. We got the enlarged foyer. We got the nursing mother's room with the enlarged kids' space, the broadcast room, and possibly the next space when it comes available. They haven't told us they're leaving yet, but one of these days they will. <laughs> and when they do, we're, we're ready because we're making room. So what will we do with that next space? Another 10,000 square foot. What will we do with that? Oh, my. 
Isaiah has plans for the entire facility, both buildings. School up front, church in the back. Um, but we'll take it one step at a time as the Lord readies us for what is to come. Our job is to make room. And then he will step in and fill what we make room for. What would that third space be? Well, I don't know, maybe a, maybe a bigger sanctuary. Because I hate two services. I just don't like it. We, we've had two services in the past. We've had more than two. I didn't like it. Because you have to fit everything in so you can get everybody out, so you can get everybody in, so you can do it again and do it again. And just put a, ugh, I don't like that. Because one of our other callings is to make room for his presence. And that takes time. The space here will probably be become our, our kids and students area. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But I do know as we make room, he's doing the miraculous. As we prepare ahead of time, God is doing the miraculous. So sing, O barren one. Shout. Give a loud shout of praise for what's to come. You don't have it yet. You don't have the kids yet. But it's coming. Because the Lord is your maker. The Lord is your husband. The Lord is the one that's going to do this. Fear not. Fear not. Make room and step into what he's preparing. First Chronicles, there's a, a genealogy list that gets interrupted. It's just name after name after name after name. Then all of a sudden, verse 9, there's this moment when the genealogist pauses to talk about someone in the family line that stuck out above the rest. And I pray that as people are going through your genealogy list, and when they get to you, they're like, now let me tell you about him. Let me tell you about her. Because she stuck out. She wasn't like everybody else in the family. She's got a story. He's got a story that I've got to tell you. And so the chronicler says in verse 9, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. More honorable. Stuck out. Didn't act like everybody else. Didn't look like everybody else. He, he lived a different lifestyle than everybody else. He was more honorable. And so he gets a paragraph and everybody else gets a, their name. May God write a paragraph about you. Or more. Maybe an entire chapter. 
because of how honorable you are. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers and his mother named him Jabez saying, because I bore him with pain. That boy was a pain. Ay, 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 it hurt like nobody else hurt. And verse 10 says, now Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my border and that your hand might be with me and that you would keep me from harm that it may not pain me. And another translation says that I may not cause pain. I was a pain, but I don't have to stay a pain. I may have caused some people pain in the past, but that's not my future. Hallelujah. I'm going to be a blessing. Lord, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my border, that your hand might be with me, that you would keep me from harm, that it may not pain me. And God granted him what he requested. Hallelujah. God said, I like that boy. I like what he's saying. I like what he's doing. I want to give him what he's asking for. And I'm praying for you and I that, and the power place, that we will be just like Jabez in 2022. We will call on the God of Israel. So how do you do that? Well, we're giving you an opportunity for 21 days to set aside some of your desires, set aside some of your wants and wishes, to spend time calling on the God of Israel. The God who hears, the God who answers, the God who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all you could ever ask or think. That God. Not the God on the shelf, not the God that you see on a cross. I'm talking about the God who has risen from the dead. The God who is alive and well. The God who still sits on the throne today. The God who rules and reigns forever. That God. Jabez called on the God of Israel. And I pray that you would call on the God of Israel to bless you, to enlarge your territory, to expand your border, that his hand would be with you, that he would keep you from pain and keep you from causing pain, that he would help us make room for all that is to come. Stand with me, please. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, lift your hands to him today. All over this room. If you're watching us online, lift your hands in your room today, wherever you are. If you're driving, keep one hand on the wheel. Lord, in Jesus' name, bless us indeed. Bless us indeed, Lord. Bless us indeed. Enlarge our territory. May the favor of the Lord our God rest upon us. 
establishing the work of our hands for us, as we make room for what you have for us in 2022. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We offer ourselves a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, which just makes sense. It's our reasonable service of worship. It just makes sense to give you everything. So we offer ourselves to you today, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 During this season of 21 days of fasting and prayer, call on God, seek his face, lay your petitions before him, make room for all that he wants to do in and through you. Drop what's in your hands so you can receive what's in his hand. Give up the dime store stuff so you can receive priceless treasure from his hand. Make room in your heart. Make room in your life. This is not just a perfunctory thing. It's not just something we're just kind of do because we want to do it. it we're, we're hungry. We're seeking his face. So Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you as we make room for you. As we make room for you, Lord. As we make room for what you're bringing our way. Lord, I thank you for the blessings that you're pouring out. As we're fasting, as we're seeking your face, as we're, we're laying our stuff down and coming before you. Oh, what an awesome God you are. You do exceeding abundantly above all we could ask or think. You're doing supernatural things. Supernatural things, Lord. Things beyond our wildest comprehension. Lord, we're standing in the middle of a miracle. But you're continuing to do greater things, more miracles, Lord. You're continuing to lead and guide us so we can reach more people for you. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Thank you for what you're doing in our families. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in our families right now. Some of you are in family situations. Cry out to the Lord today. God, I thank you for what you're doing in my family. Things I don't see yet. I thank you, Lord, that you're working a miracle. You're working a miracle, Lord. You're filling our house with love. You're filling our house with respect. You're filling our house with honor. Lord, you're filling our house with your presence, with your glory. Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that you're doing, you're doing the work in us as we, as we make room for you. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you that you're healing bodies. Lord, I thank you that your healing power is, is, is stretching forth. Your healing power is covering us like a blanket of, of your presence, the shalom of God, covering us from the top to the bottom, surrounding us with your peace, surrounding us, Lord, with your wholeness, with your healing, with your victory, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for the power of your spirit moving in those, Lord, who don't yet know you. Lord, some of us, some in our families don't yet know you. But you're working, you're working, Lord, as we pray, as we decide we're gonna fast and pray that they come to know Jesus. Lord, I agree with those in this room that are fasting and praying for unsaved loved ones. Lord, in Jesus' name, draw them, draw them by your spirit. Draw them by the, your spirit to Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Break, break every chain, Lord. Break every bondage. Break every, every fetter, Lord. Everything that is bound and destroyed in the past, break it in Jesus' name through this fast. As we seek you, Lord.
as we seek your face. Awesome Jesus. Awesome Jesus, we praise you. Awesome Jesus, we praise you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isaiah 54, 1, sing, sing. You haven't born yet, but go ahead and sing. Break forth into singing, cry aloud. You haven't gone into labor yet, cry aloud. Break forth into singing, because something's coming. Go ahead and praise him, because something's coming. I'm telling you, go ahead and praise him, because something's coming. Don't be afraid, you'll not be ashamed. Go ahead and praise him because something's coming. Enlarge the place of your tent. Let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. Hallelujah. Come on, let's praise him. Thanks for listening to the PowerPlace audio podcast. For more resources or to watch a service online, visit us at www.thepowerplace.org.